scientists in London expressed real hopes of eradicating malaria at a special conference held at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. Leading world experts met together in aid of World Malaria Day 2010 to assess the challenge of malaria and to discuss practical ways forward. Sarah Maxwell asked one of them, Brian Greenwood, to run through some of the recent changes in our approach to malaria. Malaria has been with us for、um, hundreds and hundreds of years.、Um, for about a hundred years, we've known how the disease is caused and transmitted by mosquitoes. And about 50 years ago, we had some new tools: DDT to spray on walls and chloroquine to treat sick children. Which were very effective, and so shortly after the World War II in the 1950s, there was a plan to eradicate malaria, a very ambitious plan, and that failed in doing that, though it had some successes in some countries, and that really discouraged people. And so for about 25 years, people rather forgot about malaria, and nothing happened. But then, in the last five to ten years, there has really been a resurgence of interest. More money has come from the donors, and things really have been improving in the last few years. So, what have been some of those fundamental changes to treatment then? Well, I think the main change in treatment that we've been hearing about in the symposium today is the development of these drugs based on the Chinese herb、um, Artemisia annua, and these are very effective. Antimalarials, which were used to replace chloroquine, that was failing because of resistance. So we really do have treatments now that give 97% percent、uh, cure rates, very very effective. And this is a combined therapy approach nowadays that we're, we're going for because there are dangers with monotherapy. Yes, you're quite right. I mean, one of the problems was that chloroquine was just used by itself, so that when resistance did come, it really quite spread quite quickly because there was no other drug there to kill the parasites that were resistant to chloroquine. So what we've learnt now is that really you should use two or even three drugs, as they do with HIV, so that if a Organism becomes resistant to one of the ones in the combinations, then one of the others will kill it. So now it's very strongly recommended that artemisinin should not be just used by themselves, but they should be used with a, another effective antimalarial drug. We also heard about intermittent treatment techniques. Can you give us a bit of background to that? I can explain that a little bit to you. I, and as I said in my Talk. One of the worries is that if you stop people getting exposed to malaria parasites at all, obviously they won't get any immunity. They'll be like people living in England. And then, if they are then exposed to the infection,、um, then they are at risk of getting very severe disease. So that is one of the concerns that. In areas where the mosquitoes are still there, the potential for malaria transmission is still there. If we have a very effective control program and it stops for some reason, like we're spraying people's houses or giving a bed net program, and then that stops because there's no money, those people will not have had the chance to build up some immunity, and they will be bigger at risk, and we might have a lot of deaths and an epidemic.、Um, so. We are back to this sort of old idea that maybe you don't want to have an absolutely perfect control because if you do, then you're putting people at risk if that stops. And so there are some approaches that are used both in pregnancy and in young children when you give treatment for part of the time. So you give some people partial protection but not complete protection. 
There are a lot of avenues now available to us in treating malaria. What do you think should be happening now moving forwards? Well, I think we do have, effective, we have an effective drug. So really the problem now is one of cost and logistics. I mean, it's getting those drugs to every sick child. And, and we're talking particularly about Africa, but there are some other areas like in Burma, Myanmar, where people have difficulty in getting access to treatment. So the first priority must be to get those drugs to the people who need them. But we had a meeting in the uh, United States a month or so ago talking about the eradication of diseases like smallpox, which has been done, polio was nearly done. And one of the messages that came over in those talks was don't stop doing your research when you're getting very near to the end, because you never know that something may happen and just when you think you're nearly there at elimination or eradication you need a new tool and so it's really important that we keep on developing new drugs we don't stop now because we think we have an effective drug and there is actually a very active program now going on to develop new drugs this is a long process it takes about 10 years so we don't want to be caught with our trousers down um, if we do get artemisinin resistance in Africa in three or four or five years' time. I hope that won't happen, but it might. We must be sure we have some more drugs then ready and not then start saying, oh, we've got to go back to do the research now to find those. Brian Greenwood, Professor of Tropical Medicine at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. He was talking to Sarah Maxwell at the conference held in London for World Malaria Day. For audio news from the London School, I'm Peter Goodwin.